When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Andy Kotelnicki's joined us several times on the Coaching Coordinator Podcast, and he's busy right now getting ready for his first season as the offensive coordinator of the Kansas Jayhawks. In this podcast, he talks about the idea of YRPO and shares his thought process on what he likes to do to attack a defense. Understanding a coach's thought process, I think, is important. It's not just about throwing plays into your offense. It's about how do those plays affect the defense, how does it fit into a system and a thought process for you as you put together game plans and call a game. And I think there's a lot of insight here from Coach Kotelnicki. Uh, I'll share his other podcasts in our show notes. The entire talk, this clinic talk, is available on CoachTube and has some great RPO plays, which he analyzes and shows you on game film. I'll also tell you at the end how to save on that entire clinic. Here it's Coach Kotelnicki. As we go, a uh, quick overview of what we're doing, guys. I, I spent I almost spent a little time talking about why why you do RPOs. Okay, I want to define a little bit, uh, you know, offensively, especially what efficiency and execution really mean. Um, you know, at least for us and how we define it. You know, uh, the parameters for us within our program. And then I want to get into some video examples. Okay, and I know on Zoom, video can somewhat can be a little bit choppy. It's gotten a lot better. Uh, but I'll go fast. I want to give you different variations of, you know, safety reads, uh, linebacker reads. So your second level defenders and then your, and then your first level defenders. So um, I want to be able to get through all those and give you some film examples. So hopefully you have some ideas and then spend a little time talking about, you know, what you do versus a plus one box and what that is, you know, some, some married uh, RPOs that have, you know, with quarterback runs. Okay. For those of you who like to run your quarterback, um, you know, we've done some things through the years. So first thing is, why would you want to do an RPO? Why, why do you want to do them? Why do you want to carry them in your offense? They seem to be the fad. Uh, they've been that way for the last couple of years. And I think defenses have caught up a little bit. And so they're adding some new challenges to, to the RPO game. If you were doing these 10 years ago, you're probably gashing people uh, for, you know, 500 yards a game doing these sort of things. I know we were, I've been able to do those. Um, and they've caught up a little bit more. And I think that that's good. And there's, you know, we're trying to play that cat and mouse game and stay ahead. But you do it because you want to put some stress on the defensive coaches and defensive players to be right schematically. Okay. You, you want them to feel like any time that the ball is snapped, that there's some sort of option responsibility for a defender. And, and you know what I mean when I say option. So in this page, you know, we're talking about run pass option. 
if you're running the quarterback or you're under center, you're doing triple option things, you're reading some extra defender in the box. Okay. My favorite word in football right now, and it has been for the last couple of years, is distortion. Uh, right here in the right, you see a picture. Okay, hopefully you can see my mouse. But that's that's called a Hoberman, Hoberman sphere. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's that toy, right, where you can kind of pull it apart and, you know, put it back together. I show that to the offensive kids probably once a year, and I have one on my desk. And I say, you know, the game of football really is not very complicated in the sense of if the objective offensively is to get the ball from one side of that sphere to the other. And now, you know, right, you can push that ball back, okay? You can throw over that ball, or you can distort it and pull apart and kind of go through it. And I think that's what RPOs do a lot. And really in any play that we run offensively, we're trying to create some distortion. Um, and I think it's, a, it's something that you need to be cognizant of when you are putting together plays, you're putting together an offensive package. We wanna make sure that we're not wasting any snaps by running things in a really non-favorable looks, okay? So we're not just wasting it and sitting there after a game going, that's just a bad picture, that's a bad box, that's a, that's a bad call, you know, we're not gonna be able to get a, a completion there, okay? Uh, I think this is really important, okay? That, that second bullet there's, you know, allowing your quarterback to go through this or that decision-making. You know, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about really specific, really finite, one stimulus, one response thinking for the quarterback. Okay, I'm a huge believer in eliminating variables for the quarterback uh, and really in all players, quite honestly, to eliminate variables for them. So to communicate with him and say, this is exactly what you're looking at. This is the guy. If he does this, then you're going to throw the ball. If he does that, you're going to hand it off. Okay, and don't paralyze him with variables. Don't paralyze him with, you know, too much. Hey, if the DN does this and then the linebacker does that, then we can throw it, you know, uh, too much in the seat. Okay, one stimulus, one response. I think no matter what kind of offensive system you run, okay, you can figure out ways to put run pass option game into it. Okay, you can figure out ways to um, have your favorite run schemes combined with your favorite pass schemes. Okay, so do that for your kids. And then at the end of the day for them, and we say this a lot, anything that we try to do, decide what we're gonna do offensively, it's same as teaching for your kids. And I'll show you some examples um, you know, different run schemes on, you know, on film, com, you know, combined with other, with various pass schemes and how we would read it. And then we want to be able to have our kids and put them in a position so that they can be successful and they can execute. Now, the two E words that a lot of people spend time talking about, especially as it applies to offensive football, the first one is, if I can flip my, uh, my screen here, is execution. And this is a little model that, that we have kind of created in what we do on offense. We feel like as coaches, what are, the, what are the things that we do that help our kids execute? Okay. And I won't spend a lot of time uh, talking about these things, but the, the four things you see on top there in the, in red, those are the things schematically that you're going to be able to do to help your kids execute. Those six things on the bottom, those are the things maybe philosophically or how you go about practice or, you know, how many plays you carry or the drills that you do, okay, to help those kids execute and kind of, you know, sticking to some of those values or those pillars, if you will. But we're going to spend a little, we'll spend most of our time today talking about those four things on top. But this is definitely something I, I, I recommend everyone consider and say, what do you really do as a coach to help your kids go out there and execute the assignment? Okay. It might be less is more. It might be best players of the football, whatever it is, but have some time and really, outline and define what that what those are what do you do to help your kid execute then you want to talk about efficiency okay 
We know that turnovers and explosive plays, statistically speaking, are the two biggest, you know, uh, two biggest indicators of being able to win a football game. Okay. And then you get into red zone, you know, touchdowns and you get into, um, you know, people talk about, you know, your first, your first down efficiency. Okay. For us, as we define efficiency, it's you're gaining four yards on first down. You're going to gain half the sec, half the distance on second down on a third down. You're going to get a first down, or you're going to put yourself in a manageable fourth down that you convert on that. Okay. It's more important than average per play, you know, way back 16, 15 years ago, you sit there, you look at the average per play and you run some screen on the first play, you know, first game of the year, and, you know, and you take one for 80 to the house. Okay. And you, you know, you have a good feeling about that. Okay. That play you call it the next week. It's a gain of zero. You call it the next week. It's an incomplete pass. You call it the next week. It's a gain of five you still feel really good about it because you're sitting there looking at the average per play and you recognize that it went for 80 divided by four and you start to do the math and you go, oh, we're still pretty damn good at that point. Well, the reality is that that's not what matters. What matters is the efficiency of how much you call it. So if you called it those four times and you had those four results, you're probably one out of four efficient, which isn't that good. Okay. Uh, now that's kind of how we define it. You know, some of the analytic people talk about the new data would suggest that five yards on first down is efficient. And second down uh, to, to get you less than third and three would be considered efficient statistically. So we've used those as well to talk about it. Whatever your metric is, I think you should have one. And I would recommend that it kind of probably stay somewhere in one of those two. Okay. I, I, I don't want to insult anyone's intelligence. Okay. But I, I want to talk about what a plus one box is because I think this is really important. Okay. Because this is what football is becoming. Right. A lot of times when you install things, it's really easy for you to get in there and you start drawing pictures against that front, okay? At the end of the day, guys, we don't see those fronts. We see slants, we see blitzes, we see extra guys in the box. Nobody's going to line up in a zero box. The truth is that if you line up on for us on a Saturday or for you guys on a Friday night and you see a box like that and you're not effectively running the football, it's probably going to be a long day for you on offense. Yeah, that's the truth. So what you have to do is spend time thinking about what do you do as an offense to answer that picture, okay? And I'll go to the next slide there, that picture, right? That's a different formation, different plus one box. I think there's four things, and this is what we do, okay? And again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just something that we, we know when we go into a game plan, we, do, we, do, we understand what their plus one box looks like, okay? Maybe they're an edge pressure team. Maybe they're a uh, roll the safety down and insert and maybe they're line up and cover one and have the three backers in the box right away whatever they are we understand it we know it and when we have a play caller and we put a game plan together it's really going to touch on one of four things to answer a plus one box the first one and this is very common for people to say is that we're just gonna throw the ball okay the first thing teams did to take away rpos would say screw this let's come down play cover one and not let them throw those hitches and those little speed outs that they like to do and dink and dunk Okay, which is true, right? Because we would sit out there and all day we just throw those hitches because those guys would be folded in the box, you know, trying to get the, the, the extra half a guy in the box. So the first answer could be throw a ball, which isn't wrong, but we know that there are going to be moments in a game where you shouldn't throw the ball, whatever it might be, four-minute situation, um, the personnel out there isn't as great, whatever it could be, okay? So throw the ball, one, two, would be to read somebody, okay? And this is where RPOs come into play a little bit, is you are going to read that extra guy in the box, 
Okay. Or you're going to run a zone read scheme or you're going to run a power read scheme or some sort of option where you're reading that extra defender in the box that you might see here in that, on that bottom, bottom picture. And the next two is what we spent a lot of time on, um, you know, from a run game standpoint, and that's, you know, the third one is you run away from the extra defender. So if you have a good perimeter run play that you can rely on to run away, maybe if it's an outside zone play to the left, okay, whoops, let me go back there. If it's an outside zone play to the left, okay, however it is, you're really running away from that guy, the extra defender, okay? I mean, you're challenging him to what we'd say would be the fourth thing, and that's, a hey, just make that guy fit and tackle, okay? So you might go into the game, and, and you look at this thing, and you're going to block inside zone, and you're going to just man block the backside, and you're going to push that over here, and you might just say, hey, we're going to make that guy tackle on this play. Now, depending on your personnel, you maybe not just, you can't live in that world just like you can't live in the world of no matter what we're going to throw the ball or no matter what we have to read that guy. Your game plan should really incorporate all four of those and you have some variety and balance to how you go about beating that extra guy in the box. Always great information from Coach Kotelnicki. This one shared at the New York State High School Coaches Football Association Clinic. Uh, another great one. I'll have the link to their entire library in the show notes. A lot there for you as well. And I'll share Coach Kotelnicki's previous episodes with us where he shares some thoughts on offense as well as his first interview where he digs into his football journey. So you can save on this by entering the code CCPDISTORTION. Again, that's CCPDISTORTION. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.